0: welcome to the rise project episode 103 a conversation about life entrepreneurship personal development family tech and marketing my name is ivan Temelkov. this is where you will gather 100 real raw and unfiltered life-changing advice to help you level up in every aspect of your life and business and help you reach your goals and dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, I am excited to be back with you today. We're actually running an hour behind today uh, because my co-host Courtney, it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Courtney. I hope you enjoy the day. And I have an amazing, amazing guest lined up who's going to be joining me in just a second. There he is. Hello, Henry. How are you? What's going on, Ivan? Thanks for having me, man. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So before we jump into the the convo with Henry, I want to give you a brief intro. Henry is the founder of Unique Designs, a full-service design, branding and digital marketing agency that is dedicated to helping personality brands, coaches, consultants, influencer speakers and authors grow their brands and scale their profits and increase their exposure. He has a popular podcast by the name of brand doctors podcast guys make sure you subscribe to this where he talks about strategies that entrepreneurs um uh design reputable and profitable personal brands and henry has worked with some names like john bon jovi fabio um as well as russell bronson uh who's the guy behind who's the mastermind behind click funnels and also has generated over a million dollars in one single sales funnel wow that's a powerhouse of of a bio man and with that being said you know let's go back to let's talk about young Henry, okay let's let's go back to the the early days tell us a little bit about your story where you came from and how did you get into all this you know internet marketing stuff oh man (laughs) so born and raised in new jersey
1: and um It starts off with a with a story that my mother used to tell me when I was a little kid. She used to say, you know, you're my miracle baby. And she would tell her friends, you know, the, the, my son's my miracle baby. And I never understood what that meant. But as I got older, I realized. So my parents tried for 16 years to have a family and just they couldn't because my father had issues. My mother had issues. The doctors couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. And eventually medicine got better. And. I was born, but to be honest with you, Ivan, like I don't know if I would do anything for 16 years, continue to fail, and try it again. Right? That's right. That's, there's a lot of perseverance there. There's a lot of, man, you know. So my 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 parents were very hard headed and and just they weren't taking no for an answer, right? And so that was instilled in. You know, hearing that story, that just instilled a lot of perseverance and persistence in my in my DNA. And when I was two years old, I almost died due to unforeseen circumstances. I mean, people, uh, the lack of nutrition. I don't. I still don't know exactly how. Um, I was trying to do some research on it, and what I found was based on because my my parents they they won't talk about it my my mom's no longer with us so my father forget it you can't even talk to him about it he he just gets so emotional so but mm-hmm. what i found was i had lost all the salt in my body cuz my mother was giving me water at like 6 months old and i don't i, I have a 3 year old son and i remember we didn't give my son water until he was well over a year old so my mom was giving me water and what was happening was the water was flushing out all the sodium in my body and I lost all the salt in my body. And I, I, I basically went unconscious. And so they rushed me to the hospital. They get me back to life pretty much. And, you know, hearing this story, I say to myself, listen, I'm on borrowed time. I'm going to make the best of my life as I possibly can. I'm going to help as many people as I possibly can with my God given talents. And while I'm still here on this earth physically. And so that is really the, my backstory, my personal story that really drives my entrepreneurial spirit, my persistence and my willingness to to want to do something with my life, you know, instead of wasting this talent that 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 God gave me. So,
0: you know, um, as you were sharing that, Henry, I can actually relate a little bit because I have two kids that are IVF kids and my son, you know, too. Yeah, so, you know, as you were sharing that is, um, first of all, thank you. That I know that's very personal. And I know a lot of people, there's a lot of people in the world that, that fear sharing something so personal. And we're going to talk more about the personal branding side of things. But I feel like that's ne- necessary because it's part of your story. It's part of who you are. It's part of where you came from. And I think as a result, really shapes you into the person that you are. As well so like when you said 16 years it's like i mean you were meant to be on this earth you know god put you on this earth for a reason it took a while but 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 you are here for a reason so um okay so you know your childhood you know when did you start getting into entrepreneurship you know when did you start expressing interest into well business and you know just really the online world and then getting into internet marketing and design and all of that So
1: I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible so we don't get stuck here. But uh, so when I graduated college, it was right around 9-11. Nobody was hiring. Pretty much the country was like in shock. right? Right. So I spent months trying to find a job i finally reached out to one of my uncles who was uh had some connections at a local hospital here in northern new jersey he got me in the door and i started literally checking insurances just because i was uh uncle joe's nephew that that didn't mean that i was going to get you know this this high paying job right out of the gate i mean so I worked, I started from the bottom. I was, uh, I worked in the same day surgery center, checking insurances. Then they moved me up into the breast center doing the same kind of work. Uh, got my master's degree in business management and just applied for every directorial position, every managerial position I possibly could. And I, I was 20, I think I was 23 years old when I got my master's degree. So Mm -hmm. every job, every position I went for, they were like, Henry, you know, we, we appreciate your education, but you have no experience. So they, nobody took a shot on me. And so I'm like, oh my God. So finally I get a assistant director position at the, at the sudden infant death syndrome center in uh, the children's hospital. And I start Mm -hmm. creating fundraising events. Um, to raise money for SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. Um, And for those folks that don't know what that is, it's when a baby dies under the age of one years old with no cause. They can't figure out why the baby died. And so it was a very rewarding job, but it was a very sad job at the same time. But So I was creating these events, raising money, and then I would take that money and I would take all the families that had a baby die of SIDS in the state of New Jersey on four trips or four events a year. So one of my fundraising events was this rock out for a reason. It was called rock out for a reason. And I got Z 100, one of the biggest radio stations on the planet, yeah. right. Uh, to sponsor the event. And I had a connection with Danielle Monero right away, cold Turkey email, like, Hey Danielle, I know you just had a kid. I'm doing this event. You know, would you, you know, um, and she said yeah i would love to help and so i needed marketing materials to make this event look killer right so mm-hmm. my buddy was a club a nightclub promoter and now remember this is we're early 20s here so we were like nightclub geeks right yeah we were guidos we were jersey guidos <laughs> and uh and, and we we i i had jerry really help me with all of the graphic design, the posters and the flyers and all of that. And I didn't even know what graphic design was, but I'm sitting next to him and he's putting all this stuff together. And I'm like, oh my God, this is graphic design. Like, I want to learn this stuff. This is cool. Yeah. So fast forward, the the event was great. Um, so I I I I, I tell my boss, you know what? I'm gonna start doing the invites for all the events, but I need the, the, the department to buy Photoshop for me. Mm-hmm. So they bought Photoshop and I started doing all the in-house marketing or basically the design work right. for all the stuff. So then I started to build up a little side hustle on uh, outside of work. And that's where the 20 hour days were spent just designing all day long. I would design for, for work. And then I would come home and I would design for, all the nightclubs that were in the state of New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. Um, And I started to make more money with my side hustle than I did at the hospital. And I think that's what, where I got bit by the entrepreneurial bug. And I just, it was crazy around 2008 economic disaster, right? The hospital was downsizing. And I saw it coming. They kind of, they kind of gave me the, the the hint that I was go that my business that my position was going to be absorbed, and I was going to be somebody's secretary. And so uh, they gave me an ultimatum. They said, "You could stay here, but you'll be somebody's secretary, or you can leave." And I said, "You know what? I'm going to spread my wings, and I'm going to see where where this life takes me." First year, I did I did two hundred forty eight thousand dollars in revenue, and then for about 24 months after that I made my first million and then it was the rest was history. I mean, I just I just kept going and going and going. And not to say that I almost lost the business twice due to poor decision making and just not having the mentorship in my life that I needed to really help me scale properly and grow properly. All of those nightmares that I went through were all like I said, I don't believe in coincidences, right? So they were all right. there for a reason. I could talk about them now. I can help people avoid those types of things. And, um, I don't regret any of it. You know, it's made me a stronger entrepreneur and somebody that has weathered a couple storms, um, and, and still, and has the scars to, to, to still talk about it and, uh, help other people navigate away from it. So that's mm-hmm. it in a nutshell. Sorry to take so
0: long. No, not not at all. I feel like that attributes to the story. And I, and I actually want to get to the meat and potatoes of what I want to talk with you about specifically. And that is branding. Because and just to preface this a little bit. So me and you met on Clubhouse, which is the new hot app that everybody's talking about. But it's iOS only. Sorry, Android people. I know some people reach down like, how do I get on this? I'm like, well, it's, you know, iOS only. I can't do shit about that. So but What's really fascinating is I was in a few rooms, you were you were in those rooms, you were dropping bombs, man, left and right, you know, just a lot of knowledge, a lot of, uh, you know, nuggets about branding, really. And so I, what I want to talk about is the difference between a personal brand and a business brand. Do you or do you not need both of those? Because I think we live in a day and age where you, you most definitely need a personal brand. But I think a lot of People question the difference between personal and business and how to delineate that. So let's talk about that Share expertise. We'd love to hear what you've learned over the, over the years and obviously working with some celebrities that, you know, I think a lot of those strategies are applicable. So take it away on that.
1: Yeah. So let's define branding, because I think there's a big misconception of what exactly branding is, especially on Clubhouse. When I see these moderators uh, talk about brand and I, I get the chills sometimes because I don't think that they even know what branding is. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 get the definitions down. So the best definition that I have um, heard of and was taught by uh, branding mentors was: branding is the gut feeling people get when they interact with your product or service or you as an individual, right? And so. It's the feeling, right? Emphasis on feeling. Like mm-hmm. when you leave the room, what are they going to say about you, right? That's brand, okay? It's connection. It's experience. That's what it is at its core, right? Now, personal branding has a, has, a, has a little spin to it, right? So personal branding is the crossroad or the intersection between how you perceive yourself, so what you think you are, And what your audience actually sees you as right Mm -hmm. when that gap is wide between the two, typically that person is struggling pretty bad. Mm -hmm. When that gap is narrow, that person's typically crushing it. Okay. So now that that's out of the way, the question was, is it important to build a personal brand and or a business brand? Which one should I focus in on more? Yeah. So in my opinion you, you have to build them both in tandem, right? Because mm-hmm. your business is going to be an offshoot of really who you are, right? right? Your values, the you know, your values, your the way you sound, the way you want to be seen, all of that. That's going to that's going to uh um uh, uh, sort of cascade off into your business right so so it's 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 one thing that you know the founder of the business right it starts from the top so the founder of the business has values and the business is going to adopt those values right as far as a personal brand goes you know when people are out there trying to buy right they're gonna buy you before they buy your product or service so when my business when when i was like the worst designer on the planet freelancing my ass off just to you know keep the lights on my design work ivan was awful i look at some of the old designs from 14 years ago and i'm like how did i even get into this how did i get my first gig right the design was so bad and what i found was when i was asking you know clients back then and I had a I had a developer that I worked with to help me create some websites here and there he gave me some insight he gave me some outside perspective he said Henry people love you they love your attitude they love your personality they love being in the room with you they love your aggressiveness and your your business focus right right they don't really care so much about your design right um design that's a skill that could be improved you know, but it's a lot harder to to help somebody improve their personality than it is to improve somebody's skill set, right? So people are going to buy you before they buy your product or service. I'm a firm believer of that because I wouldn't be in business today if it was the other way around, right? So some people are like, well, you know, I didn't have a brand when I first started out. You know, I didn't have the fancy logo and all of that. That's not what we're talking about, guys. You know, When I first started out, I didn't have all that stuff either. Like I created my own logo for the, you know, um, what I did have was a personal brand that people resonated with. So I came up in the nightlife industry. I worked with tons of like fast talking, slick nightlife promoters. Right. And there was one thing and one thing only that they valued more than anything. And it was speed. Yeah. Yeah they wanted what they wanted from me fast. And the way that I just crushed my competition was I was faster than everybody. And you know why it was pure ignorance. It was pure ignorance. Cause I'm self-taught. I didn't go to school for this stuff. Right. Right. So right. I, I didn't know all the nuances of Photoshop that, a that, a a seasoned designer would take. Right. I just was like, Here's how I got to do it. And I got to do it in this amount of time. So I got to find the fastest way possible to get this done. And as, as long as my clients were happy, that's all that mattered. So I found out what they valued the most and I tripled and quadrupled down on that. So I was faster than everybody. And then I eventually got, a my skillset, my skill set got much stronger and I, I just, I just took off. Right. But yeah. I would highly recommend that you focus on building both the business brand and the personal brand, because when you're in the boardroom, that's when your personal brand is going to really count, right? Or you might not even get an opportunity because you don't have a personal brand and nobody has anything to connect or grab onto, right? Ivan, we Mm -hmm. wouldn't be talking today. We wouldn't be, I wouldn't be on your show today if you didn't resonate with my personal brand.
0: Yep, that's a really good point. Really good point. And um, I want to go back to what you were talking about, the importance of a personal brand, and I want to share some things and would love to get some further input from you. Like you said, people buy because of you and who you are. Like you said, this is why we're interacting on my podcast in the first place is because there was, there was, uh, uh, you know, there was a conjunction between the both of us, basically. Now, you know, I can speak to this because in 2020, 2020 was my best year in business in five years of of running my business. And here's one thing that I did that you actually hit the nail hit the nail on the on the head with that is that I focused on extrapolating who I am out on social media, my character, my you know, attracting other like minded people such as yourself. But really just doubling down on who I am, and I did zero with my business brand. Literally, there's nothing on social media in 2020 that we published on any social property out there. And all of the business came through me because of the attraction and the appeal that was created. So I'm polarizing, I'm disruptive, I'm innovative, you know, I, I throw F bombs around quite a bit, you know. And I realized what happened in 2020 is when I really doubled down on the personal brand is a couple of things happened. One is I started to attract the right people and I started to remove the people that otherwise there was no connectivity with. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you know, we do business with people we like and trust, right? Well, there's when there's no likability, you know, no common interest, no common ground, then you're just not going to do business with those people. Right. So. I want to get your take on because you talked about personal brand, but then you also said, you know, you're not you're not going to get get into the boardroom by not having a personal brand. But where does the business brand, you know, coincide with your personal brand?
1: Okay, so let me give you an example. Right. So. I have a client in the UK. I use this example a lot because it's fresh. We just launched him about a co- two months ago, mm-hmm. and he works with real estate. Uh, I'm sorry, not real estate. Real estate investors on my mind today. <laughs> um, he works with venture capitalists. You know, think of the think of uh, the the Showtime show, Billions. You know, Bobby Axelrod. You know, Bobby mm-hmm. Axelrod is a cl- is like a, a typical client of of my client, right? Right. And so those folks are looking at premium all the time, right? So they resonate with premium, right? So my client, he had a somewhat premium feel to his brand, but he knew that it wasn't going to attract these Bobby Axelrods at all. And so what we, he came to me and he was like, Henry, we need need funnels, we need, you know, we need a better online presence that's going to, really articulate the value that we deliver and grab the, grab the attention of these high net worth folks. And so I said, well, let's hold on a second. Who is your ideal folk? Right. And, they were struggling with trying to explain this to me. And I said, ah, okay. So as the brand doctor, I see, I see some issues here that before we go into the operating room, we need to address before mm-hmm. I can build you a funnel, before I could build you any sort of identity, we need to understand who we're building that identity for. Okay. Cause he, he not only serves the Bobby Axelrod types, but he also serves like the mid six figure entrepreneur that wants to scale to seven and eventually exit. And so the way you speak to Bobby and the way you speak to that person is completely different, right? Completely different. So we needed to create a a premium feel, a premium look, a premium sound that is going to resonate with these two people, but speak to them very individually. Right? So we spent three months together and we built out that entire identity. And so here's what happened. I have him come on my show right after launch, about uh, two weeks after launch. And uh we're wrapping up the show. We're talking backstage. And he says, Did you hear the good news? And I says, No. He says, We closed our first Rusty, which is not the Bobby Ro- Axelrod client, but the other, part, <laughs> the other profile, right? We right. call he's like, you know, we 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 got. We closed the rusty. And I says, No shit. I says, How much? He says, 96000 dollars Wow. That's amazing. In two weeks, right? So I'm like, so and he said, I wouldn't been we I don't think we would have been able to do it if we didn't have the brand presence that you helped us create. You helped us get clear and focused on who it is that we were trying to serve. Mm -hmm. And then you created an identity around that that really resonated. So that's where it 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 starts right you got to start with understanding who it is that you're designing for or branding for and then a lot of the heavy lifting well i say this because i'm a brander right but the identity putting the identity together comes easy for us comes easy for me once the heavy lifting of identifying who our profiles are um is finished so you really if you're if you're selling high ticket which i love to sell and love Helping coaches and consultants sell high ticket programs, um, you got to look the part because I'm a firm believer, guys. This: the quality of your brand right. will determine the quality of your clients, and the quality of your clients will determine the quality of your life. I, I I live and breathe that every day.
0: That's uh, wow. That that's extremely powerful. And thank you for clarifying. You know the the intersection, I should say, between a personal brand and a business brand, and You know, a lot of the things that I have seen, you know, uh, small entrepreneurs do when they're really, you know, uh, building their brand is just that I feel like there's a lot of emulation and duplication. You know, they, they see what someone that's successful, like you're obviously very successful in what you do. You've been in the game for a long time. And, you know, people look at somewhere like almost like these people like idols and think that well, I can emulate so-and-so because he's successful. You know, he seems to get a lot of likes on Instagram or a lot of follows or a lot of comments on, on Facebook. And I want to get your thoughts on how do you develop authenticity behind your brand? Like, like how do you determine... Because I think that's so problematic, right? Let's face it. I mean, Clubhouse is a prime example. I feel like there's so much emulation there and soon to be a lot more because people are just not focusing on being authentic so so what is that authenticity i would love to hear your take on that yeah i think it's a simple question and 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 you know what it's um i'll
1: I'll share i'll share story because i think story is going to help help the audience a lot better than me just like you know barking When I first started, I, you know, my father was a shop steward at UPS. He was a mechanic for 33 years. I mean, my mother could barely hold a job. And I think the longest job she had was like a crossing guard for two years. Right. Mm -hmm. So I come from very humble beginnings. My mother had a brother who had this multi multi-million dollar construction company and i would go up there and visit him and it was like lifestyles of the rich and famous i mean this guy's they actually named the children's hospital after this guy i mean real godfather shit, if you ask me right and and and, and you know i was like wow like i want that growing up like i want that life right and so mm-hmm. i i got i had this like chip on my shoulder my whole life like Every time I would go home, I'd be like, well, why do we live in this house? Why do we drive this car? Why do I wear these clothes? Right? And I just was like, when I make money one day, I'm going to have the nice cars. I'm going to have the nice clothes. I'm going to, right? And when I first started making some money, that's exactly what I did. I pissed all my money away. I spent every dollar I earned on stuff just to show people how Successful I was, right yeah. and my wife started to create well, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, but she started to resent me. My family started to resent me. I had family members that said, "How does Henry sell business cards and drive a range rover? He must be a drug dealer. You know <laughs> I've had like people that i I, I loved dearly saying this stuff by my back, and it getting back yeah. to me, like. Oh my God. So look at, so I, I fall into this trap, if you will, of trying to portray myself as this person that knows everything, got it all figured out, you know, uh, flashing the cash, jumping in and out of the private jets. And right. everybody was like, Henry, we know that's not you. Like, we know that's not you. Right. And, and, and so when I, fast forward in my business in my business life you know i led all my marketing led with all the flash and the cars and the this and that like real Ty lopez style right and, I, and listen i i no offense to Ty lopez i met yeah. Ty lopez uh at traffic and conversion summit a couple years ago and i gotta tell you that dude was like genuine i mean i felt his i felt his realness yeah, yeah. And I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty good judge of character, and I, I pick up on people's energy. So no, I'm not poo-pooing Ty. People hate him or they love him, right? I'm sort of in the middle. I like him as a person. I'm not really a huge fan of how he markets, but I, I, I did that right. style, right? And people were trolling the hell out of me, dude. People were trolling the hell out of me because I didn't really have a name for myself. I was just, I was yeah. making money and. I was leading with all of that and like people were like, well, tell me what you actually do like how do you actually help people And so it wasn't until I I, I lost a lot of my family members because they just stopped talking to me. It wasn't until my wife was like, listen, you either shape up or ship out because you know this isn't what I signed up for um, and we li- we love you the way you are, Henry. You don't have to do all of this, right And so I was at a crossroads like I either live this life like as a big lie and as, and it's very, um, it's very fragile and it's very, uh, hollow or you, you, you lean in to those skeletons that are in your closet and you face that insecurity and that lack of confidence and all of those things that happened in your past that made you so insecure and you address that.
0: You know, one thing I want to mention about that, and I think this is kind of essential to personal branding that we're talking about, is that uh, I've gone through similar circumstances. Obviously, I haven't reached, like, I guess, whatever level of success there is, because I I think everyone has their own definition of success, right? Whether it's money or family. You know, for me, has always been family. Sure, you know, I'm looking to buy a dream house. And sure, I want to have exotic cars because I've always wanted one. But some of these things are materialistic things right and but when you were talking about like the backlash you were facing from friends and family i can relate to that but i wanted to speak to it not only from a personal experience because i think when you evolve with your personal brand and you aspire to become the person you've always wanted to be because you know it in your heart otherwise you wouldn't be doing it Mm -hmm. right to become the person that you want to be that people are not going to agree and they're not going to agree because they're not living your life. And that was literally probably a period of 10 years, I think, of my life that I struggled. And, you know, why am I not giving satisfaction to my parents? They want me to be something, but I don't want to be that something. I want to be something different, you know? And like you were saying, driving the Range Rover and the business cards. Oh, Henry must be a freaking drug dealer, right? It's like, no, it's a misconception. And that's exactly what society does is that it's easier to assume than question it's always easier to assume than question and i think that's what happens with friends and family honestly and i've had backlashes even over the holidays you know with family over the fact that they did not accept the direction that i was going as a person which that actually translates into my personal brand And the reason is because I've become more focused. I've got more clarity. I know what I want. Mm. And that's why 2020 was such a successful year for me is not financially because that was great, but it it was successful because I'm getting closer to the person I've always wanted to be.
1: Yeah, I love that, Ivan. I love that a lot. I turned 40 last year, September 3rd, I turned 40. And I pre- I made a promise to myself, I said, I'm not going to live my, my next 40 years the same way I lived my first. And no. wh- what I realized was happiness is is an internal game, right? It's an inside out game. You have mm-hmm. the intern, everything that you want in life. And this is something that one of my mentors told me that they, they said, Henry, you, you live quite the, the pit bull lifestyle, minus you jumping on stage and going, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you have, you have the family, you have the, you know, you, you, you live a, you, you live a, a very beautiful life from, from the outside, from what I see. Sure, right? But I, I see, and this is, this was a couple of years ago. He says, but I see you like chasing something all the time like nothing is ever good enough for you and so understand that like happiness is internal like that you have everything that you need inside of you already so do you want to continue to try to like chase as if like you don't have all that stuff already and like take a look at so he like pump the brakes and say look at your wife look at your son look at look at the f- the lifestyle you live you know people would dream to live that you know so like understand that this was all given to you because you've worked hard for it because you've you right. you, you sort of vision you visualized it you dreamt this and it's the truth i have deja vu all the time like there's nothing in my life right now that I haven't visualized. And that's why I believe visualization is a huge tool and, and very um, effective when you're an entrepreneur, because if you can see it and feel it and actually just like make believe as if it was already there, it's yeah. going to come into fruition. It, it will. But it wasn't until I got, a, I got in serious alignment of who I was um, did things really start to take off? Because here's what I found out when I started to do a lot of the internal work. I went to therapists. I went to I'm, I. I hired mindset coaches. I had a mindset coach for four years, and I was doing all the right things for the wrong reasons.
0: Mm. I was doing the
1: right things for the wrong reasons. Now I do the right things for the right things, and it's completely a different feel. Yeah. And- of life. You feel me on that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. First of all, thank you for elaborating upon that, because as you were talking about mindset and the way you approach things, is because you said you were doing the right things for the wrong reasons. And I think that really translates to a personal brand, right? Is this that are you trying to buy the fancy car because you want to mingle with people that have fancy cars? No, you want to buy the fancy car because you've dreamed about it since you were six years old and you had a poster in your bedroom, right? That's why that's the difference. And I think this is, I mean, let's face it with the Instagrams of the world now where you know people are posing with fake Lambos and bullshit and all this other stuff. It's creating a lot of misconception, you know, for people. I think a lot of people struggle to figure out what is my personal brand? but even more so who am i you know like that's your personal brand It's who are you because <laughs> excuse me like as you were talking about these things and and having mindset coaches for 4 years you know you're you're a prime example someone who has you know reached success and you have the things that you've always wanted and you worked for that ultimately you know defines the fact that It is about mindset. It is about figuring out who you are in your personal brand. And that's what's going to attract the clients that you want to work with. Because you said it earlier, you said you're not going to step into the boardroom without having a personal brand. You're not going to step in because people don't know you. And I think going back to when I was younger, when I even got into doing what I do today is I think I had this huge misconception that, you know what, guys like Henry were were born with a silver spoon. Literally, that was the misconception, but that is because I listened to what the rest of society and the entrepreneurial community would say, because let's face it, that will lead you astray quicker than you can blink. Mm. So Mm. getting the facts and understanding what you're doing and why you're doing it to develop your personal brand, which takes time. I mean, you're obviously the epitome of that. It takes a lot of time to figure that out, because I think you were also talking about how uh, in that funnel that you created for your client that did 96 K in two weeks, it was as a result because they developed the brand. That's Because, right. And I'll give you an example. I, ha- I have a client that's in the solar space and um, they just dumped like 30 K with a company that basically told them to spend money on paid ads, everything. But when you actually Google them and search them and even look at their story, it's like, the perception that they create is like, we're a pop-up and they're trying to claim that they're family owned. And it's like, people are not going to buy from you because they look you up. They're not stupid. They can put two and two together. So if all they see is paid ads and no organic presence, I mean, yes, there's some, you know, five-star reviews on Google places and this and that. Right. But aside from that, you're not leading with anything that will make them feel that yes, you are a family owned business. Yes. You have organic content yes you have education but it's only paid ads so it creates a misconception i think that's where because we saw this over the last couple of years especially in the retail space a lot of the retail space suffer because their branding sucked terribly it wasn't as strong as they thought it was exactly and they blamed the digital realm for that and i'm like that's bullshit. it's like. You have to continuously, and I would love to get your thoughts on this, too, as I feel like as a brand, you have to continuously maintain a sense of relevance to the marketplace in some way, somehow. So what are some tips that, that maybe you would suggest and, you know, how do you do that?
1: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So there's a couple ways you could do it, right? Um, mm-hmm. The one way that I've been doing it real time every day is through Clubhouse going into these bigger rooms, listening to the moderators. The moderators are telling me things that they don't even know they're telling me, right? Like the one moderator that said sales was more important than branding. That told me that he didn't have a clear understanding of what branding was, right? Right. Right, so I I take note of that, right? Then I listen to the questions that are being asked from the audience to the moderators. And I'm saying, this is what these people are actually struggling with right? So it's, it's 80% listening, 20% speaking, where I feel like there's a lot of 80% talking and, 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 and and 20% listening. And that's where I see like the arbitrary advice getting thrown around and, you know, uh, people not going deeper into the client or, or, or person that's asking the questions pain. Um, so like you'll see me up there moderating a room in, 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 in clubhouse and, If I'm going to speak, what I'm going to do is I'm going to respond with a, with a, with a challenging question, because if I'm going to, if if I die, if I prescribe before I diagnose, that's malpractice.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Right. So I'm not, I don't want to do that up there. So I'm going to dive deeper into the questions. And pull out some of the symptoms, and then I could I could then give them a, 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 a an honest feedback or an honest suggestion, right? So that's one. Just going on these social platforms and doing mm-hmm. more listening uh, than than talking. The other way that I do it is I have a swipe file on my Google Drive. It's probably like fifteen pages long. Is I go to competitor websites, or I have my team do it now, but. I used to go to competitor websites and I would study every testimonial on the site. I would go to Google reviews of the, of the product or service or a company and I would read every single Google review. I would look at the three, two, the one star reviews in particular, Mm -hmm. um, to see, because usually those reviews have a lot of emotion behind them. Right. So, and I just listen or read and see how the value was served or how it was underserved and i just make a swipe file of all the all the client pains but also all the client wants right so Mm -hmm. what they wanted and how did this company serve that to them right and then where were their pain points? Because in the in the video testimonial, they'll say, you know, we came to so and so because we were inside of our heads and we couldn't figure out what end was up. And we had 19 different ideas and we couldn't we couldn't execute on any of them because we were so upside. Right. And now I'm just like taking notes. I'm like, oh, right. that, that's right. a podcast episode right there. Right. Yeah. So. And I hate research. I hate doing. It. I used to hate homework as a kid. Right. <laughs> now I'm obsessed with it because that's where yeah. the gold's at. You know, that's where the yeah. gold's
0: at. You know, uh, first of all, thank you for elaborating upon that. And you mentioned something that's very important that I want to expand upon is uh, Clubhouse. When you said when you were listening, let's face it, on Clubhouse, a lot of people like to listen to themselves ramble. It's just a natural state as a human being because you like to hear yourself mm-hmm. right when you talk. But uh, I was in a sales room, actually, and you brought up something really interesting that I think it's important to share that kind of cross pollinated with branding is like you said, you listen and then you respond with the question. And they were talking about how and this is my methodology is this that when you lead with education. So when you ask the question. You know, to know how to respond, you're drilling into the need, you're drilling into the problem, like you said, you're 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 assessing the problem before you can pers- prescribe, you know, uh, the solution for it. But that, from a sales standpoint, is actually one of the easiest ways to sell, is because you're not selling, you're listening to the problem, you're sharing education on how to solve the problem, and people actually sell it. You know, they sell themselves on it believe it or not, most times they sell themselves on it. And then when you set starting the research, that's amazing. That's a, that's a huge, huge knowledge bomb there because it's like the follow-up process too, is if you don't follow up, you're losing business. If you don't follow up, you're not connecting with your audience. So you become, you, you become a distant memory, you know? So that was really, really good there. And, uh, we could definitely keep chatting about this, but, um, Let's round it off with, you know, one major tip maybe that you can share when it comes to branding before we sign off.
1: Yeah, it, it's really understanding. It all starts with who it is that you're trying to serve and and, and helping. And, and what you really got to understand is branding is not the way it looks or sounds or feels. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It's not the way it, it looks. I think a lot of people think branding is just what it looks like. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so far from that. And I think when my clients come to me and they enroll into the Brand Accelerator program, there is a lack of focus and there is a lack of clarity of who it is that they're trying to serve and what offers need to be created in order to be relevant, like you mentioned before. And that's... Where the huge disconnect is. So if you need branding is so important to business because it it creates those unique experiences, it creates those deep feelings, it creates those connections. Right? Without that, people aren't going to buy. Right? People buy with emotion, and if if you don't, if your brand, if your business, and your brand isn't evoking that emotion, nobody's buying. Right. Yeah. That's why brand, in my opinion, comes before sales because you ha- that brand is what evokes and triggers that emotion. So, understanding your ideal clients triggers now you'll be able to put together a program, a product, a service, whatever that's really going to speak to that. And, like, you know, people want to buy anything that they feel was made for them. Yeah. When you're creating content, when you're putting your offer together, if you could compile all of the stuff that has either created a pain in their life or created pleasure in their life, that product or service is is really going to speak to them, right? That brand is really going to speak to them. So, Make sure that you're really clear and focused on who it is that you're trying to serve. And if you can articulate their problems better than they can articulate them to you,
0: the sale is done. Yeah. So powerful. So powerful. You know what? It's it seems so basic, but it's so powerful because believe it or not, a lot of entrepreneurs do not execute on that it's like an overlooked thing and so thank you for that that is such a huge important factor right there in fact it alludes to also like how to how to sell yourself as a brand basically is what you said um henry i want to thank you so much for your time just so much knowledge that you dropped on this episode and before we sign off please tell the audience people that are going to be listening and watching downloading this episode How can they find you on the socials, on the interwebs, if they want to connect with you about branding help?
1: So I have a cool masterclass that's completely free. It's about 35 minutes long, and it really helps you get a better understanding of how to systemize your branding so that you can grow, scale, and run a more efficient business profitably. So if you go to Unique Designs with a Z at the end, not an S, dot .NET, Forward slash level up my branding that will get you access to this masterclass and it'll really give you a, a systematic approach to your brand's presence online and how to attract those ideal clients that are going to create lucrative opportunities for you in the future. So if you want to go check that out, that's 100% free. You can also get that from my website, which is unique designs again, with the Z at the end, not an S dot net. And you'll get access to all my socials. And Hey guys, if you're on clubhouse, come, come check me out at the brand DR, um, And uh follow me on social. You know, Instagram is my platform. It's it's really where I spend a lot of my time and that's at the brand ER. So no matter where you go, I mean you Google the brand doctor and you're gonna you're gonna see me. So (laughs) you can't
0: get away from me. (laughs) Awesome, Henry. Well, thank you so much. Uh so much value that that you shared. And I wanna thank you for your time. Well, I appreciate you having me on and so happy.
1: That we Big dog status, I'm a I Pull up on the block in a big bit. Yeah, around the with a stick, dog, black